Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. My name is Tori Barker, a digital marketing specialist, business owner, mom, and you guessed it, a creative visionary. This podcast is about inspiring business owners, building connections, sharing success stories, and motivating others. Join me on this journey as we tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary. Hello, hello. Thank you everybody for joining me back on the Creative Visionaries podcast. I'm so excited to have this guest here and um, for him to share his story. This is Mr. Blaine Olkers. Uh, Blaine, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes, Tori. First of all, let me say thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Uh, and so I'm excited about being a, a creative visionary, and I'm, I'm excited to, to share with your listeners today. And hopefully, uh, uh, not only do we share some creativity, but we'll we'll um, share some things that that might be able to help them in the areas of of implementation. And uh, so my name is Blaine Elkers, and I'm uh, actually live in Phoenix, Arizona, originally from New Jersey. I lost most of the accent unless I'm around family, then it comes back. Uh, but anyway, I, I, the thing I do uh, that I've done for the last couple of decades is I'm kind of a, an, uh, an authority, an expert on personal implementation. So it's about how do you get yourself to do things? Um, and so uh, a number of years ago, I was helping people do that. And some friends were starting mastermind groups. And they said, hey, Blaine, why don't you be our like mindset implementation person? And I said, I'd love to do that. I think, you know, God created me to do that. So, so let me do that. And I got this title of chief results officer. Um, so, so business-wise, I did the smart thing. I got the registered trademark. So you get the little R with the circle. And um, so now I'm America's only chief results officer. So other people, I've only had to send out, you know, letters twice to kind of squash other people using that. But, but that's been, been kind of neat. Um, uh, but I would say for me, you know, people have these kind of like moments of dawning comprehension or these kind of life-changing moments. And, and for me, I got lucky Back in college, I went to Purdue University uh, back in the 80s, date, date myself a little bit. Um, but I, I went to college there and I've always been a little bit of a seeker, you know, and I know you talk about like Mel Robbins and Brendan Bouchard and, and, and they're also, you know, and yourself, you know, we're kind of like seekers of, of knowledge and how do we get better? How do we do better? And so when I was in college, I, I ordered a little cassette uh, from uh, this company called SMI out of Waco, Texas. Uh, and it was um, uh, Think and Grow Rich. It was an audio, a very a condensed version. It was actually Earl Nightingale who went on to become kind of a mentor for me. But it was him reading uh, and talking about Think and Grow Rich. And so I got that, and that led me to buy the book and, and to read the book. So now, have you read that book, Think and Grow Rich, before? I have not. It's on my oh. list, and I feel like I need to move it closer to the top. <laughs> Okay, so not only move it closer to the top, but also, you know, give me your address. I'm going to send you a copy of the book. Because here's what happened for me is that, so I read this book in college, and uh, I, I still have the paperback that, that I read. Um, but I read the book, and I realized in the reading of the book, so Think and Grow Rich, that you could take your thoughts and turn them into a reality. Now, Think and Grow Rich, it, it does talk about money, but it's not just money. It's whatever you desire. It could be har harmony. You know, it could be 
you know, different stuff with relationships, uh, you know, but whatever you you truly desire with kind of a deep desire, there's kind of like a systematic way to make that happen, to, to bring it about. And, and I ended up, uh, that was kind of the beginning of this phase, I, this phrase I call YTABA, which is an acronym for what you think about, you bring about. And so it's kind of like the, the law of attraction, but with action. And so in Think and Grow Rich, he talked about, listen, you, you want these things, you have these desires, um, but you have to take action to bring them about. Now, there's lots of ways to kind of program your subconscious mind and, and, you, know, and, and you know, there's different kind of methods you can use to um, help your, your, your brain move you towards these things that you want. And I started with smaller things, almost like going to the gym, you know, with, with little things like, like if I'm thirsty right now, you know, I just thought I'm thirsty, I can... <laughs> Take a sip of water. So right there, that was like a little white table moment. Um, but what happened is when I realized that in college, I started to do that with bigger and bigger things. And I got to, to levels of success, good levels of success um, and uh, good relationships. And a lot of cool things were happening. I, I didn't have the business as big as I wanted it uh, at, at that time. But then the interesting thing was I, I made enough money that I bought one of the original. Now they they say there's there's a uh, hundred million copies of the book out there, but I was able to buy one of the original five thousand, and so I, I bought this this book, one of the original five thousand, and I opened up and the first page, uh, you know, it said, "What do you want most?" And I'm like, "What do you want most?" Like I never read that, and, and by that point, I'd read the book maybe fifteen times, right? Wow. And I'm like, I never read that, so I got my paperback and go, "This page is different," and the second page. Another instructional page on how you should read the book. Wait a second. I never read that either. So anyway, so I read this book and I realized that the book had changed and that most people read the wrong version. That's why I would like to, to send you a version. So what happened is I realized that there was this original version of the book that had, I call it the lost pages, but had these two instructional pages in the front, which, which we can talk about in case someone you know has the book or wants to realize if they have the right version or not. But inside... <laughs> That book, uh, that those instructional pages, and I noticed some other things were different in the book uh, on on how how he said things, and he used all caps where he was shouting a lot, and so that 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 version was only available through one printer, and then he stopped making it. So in the end, I had to kind of go and create, kind of recreate the original, and then add some of my own book study and, and things to it. But what happened is when I took those two instructions. Um, and I executed on those two instructions within about five or six months. My bit, my goal was to have a million dollar business, and it was worth about three hundred thousand. But but within that five to six months, I went from three hundred thousand to being worth a million dollars, and kind of never went backwards from that. Um, and that was because I applied those two things, and I applied this concept of table. What you think about, you you bring about. And those two pages, basically, in a nutshell, the first page said. You have to know what you want, like really specifically, really dial in, like, you know, laser focused on what is it that you want and, and, you know, really be able to describe it in detail and very exact. And then the second part was you had to read the book with a, with a collection of minds. So uh, he introduced this concept. That a lot of people talk about the mastermind group where like when two minds come together, like you and I are talking right now, yes. like a third kind of almost more powerful that. mind yeah. is created. Yeah. From the from the joining of our two minds, right? So so you might have ten ideas on how to build a a, a a website, and I have ten ideas. 
But when we come together, because you share your 10 with me and I share the 10 with you, we might have 30, 40, or 50. So right. it's one of these things where like one plus one equals five. Um, so, so anyway, that, so when I did those things, then, you know, I, um, I, I really got tuned in. And when the opportunity arose for me to basically uh, triple my business, and it was through a merger where, where I, I bought, uh, you know, another company. And, and, but when I heard that, I was like in a room and I heard someone talk about, oh yeah, I need to sell that business. Like I just like tuned right into that. There's something called the reticular activating system in the back of the brain that kind of decides what information it lets into the conscious mind, right? It's like all, we have so many thoughts, we're breathing, noises and lights, and you're processing a lot of information, but most of that's at the subconscious level. But if you're kind of programming the RAS to say, you know, what you're looking for. So when I heard that, I was just like, wait, what? Let me go talk to that person. And then I just knew, like I dropped everything and and really put put everything behind that. So so anyway, that kind of, you know, uh, ended up shaping my life um, is this concept of white table, what you think about, you bring about. Yeah, I love that. One of your kind of um, examples of what you think about, you bring about is, I think it was a car. And, um, uh, you know, I can totally relate because whenever, any time in my life when I've needed to purchase a new car, start looking, oh, what kind of car do I want to get? And finally nail or dial in what kind of car I want and before I go to the dealer. And then I start seeing that car everywhere. And it's like, oh my gosh, I have never seen this car before in my life. And now I can't stop seeing it every, <laughs> everywhere right. I turn. There it is. So it's so true. And, and I, I love that analogy because I think everybody can certainly relate to that. Well, and, and so that's a good analogy you know, because then you realize like it does work, like those cars were there all the time. You just didn't see it. And so hopefully that like kind of opens the door for you to realize, okay, well, wait a second, what else am I not seeing? Right. Or what else could I tune into? And it's almost like a radio station where based on whatever you tune into, that's what you, that's what your brain feeds more of. Right. And, and so the other example with a car that I often use is, that if, if I said, okay, Tori, today's going to be the best day of your life. And then you're almost hit by a car. And then you say, Blaine, you were right. This is the best day of my life. I, my life was spared. I could have been killed. You know, but if in the morning I said to you, Tori, today's going to be like one of the worst days of your life. And then you're almost hit by the car. You can say, Blaine, you were right. I was almost hit by the car. It's, this, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. But it's how you process that thing that makes all the difference and kind of what are you looking for? Because what you look for, you end up finding. Right. Um, and so that's, you know, a, a key thing. Um, I know you mentioned about like, how do people, what are the people that had the biggest influence on, on you? And, and so my dad was one of them, but the other one was, was Jim Rohn. Have you ever heard of Jim Rohn? I have not. Okay. So, so Jim Rohn, he's kind of like a business philosopher. He's no longer with us, but there's a lot of stuff on YouTube and, and things like that. But he was the first one that really got me to realize that it doesn't matter what happens to you. To that, that determines your life outcome. It's what you do about what happens. So it's that, you know, we're one of the few things on the planet that has like a little gap there between stimulus and response, you know, and, and taking control of that. And that's what makes all the difference. Everybody has bad days. Everybody has bad stuff, but it's, it's how you respond to that thing that ends up making all the difference. Um, so yeah, I, I've, uh, that, that served me well in, in, in keeping that. And then also, you know, this idea, what you think about, you bring about, it, it lends to the question of what are you thinking about, right? And so then people say, well, how do I control what I think about, you know, and that and that becomes the bigger thing, especially if you're maybe stuck in a bad 
thought, right? Or, or, you know, negative thoughts, or, you know, there's that little voice of doubt that everybody has. It's just a question of, you know, does it have the megaphone or is it in the corner and it's really quiet, (laughs) you know? And so, you know, coming up with ways to, to control how you think, um, and then also ways to kind of drown out that voice. I, I like the saying, the solution to pollution is dilution. (laughs) <laughs> and so you really have to dilute. like, if I have like a negative thought, I need like 10 positive thoughts to like dilute that out. Yeah. Um, so I know for me and, and Jim Rowan actually has a program called the power of ambition. And uh, to date myself, once again, it was on these little audio tapes, which some people won't even know what an audio cassette is, but, but I actually played it so many times that I wore it out. I had to buy a second you have one. to twist uh, it back and, and try and get the tape back in. Well, I've, I've had the tape come and get got out, but I, I played it so many times that the magnetic tape lost the sound. Oh, wow. So I played like 50 times maybe, you know, and so, so anyway, I, I bought a second one, um, but, but now you can get it on CD or, or streaming or audible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's on audible. I have it on audible now. So I, I, it will never be. That was the original um, audio book, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. The old, you know, the Sony Walkman with the original uh, audio book. Um, but, but anyway, so, so yeah, that, uh, you know, that, that ability to listen to something like that, or like you talked about Mel Robbins, uh, you know, Brendan Bouchard, but to pour that stuff in, in large doses, especially if you're, if you're, if you're drifting, you know, um, it's, it's really important to, to, to know that, that you might need a lot of positive to counteract some of the negative. Yeah. Well, so some of the other things that, you know, I saw on your profile that, you know, you talk to entrepreneurs who feel overwhelmed and they never have enough time or how do they work smarter to get results and take care of, um, you know, the things that they don't want to control their, their lives. <laughs> and so how do you implement or how do you advise people to implement this process of the Waiteba? Yeah, yeah. So that's a, it's a great question. And, and one of the biggest things is overwhelm and anxiety. I've got too much on my plate. And so I have my, my training company is called Self-Fluence, which is kind of the art and science of influencing yourself. And what I like about all the things that, that we teach with Self-Fluence is basically very self-evident, meaning like, like there's research and brain science and all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of like you do it and you know it works. But the other great thing is that most people are already have the ability. They just kind of forgot or they didn't focus it right. Um, so there's a concept in like time management and productivity, something that I call the 30 minute hour, right? So the 30 minute hours, how to get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes. I need uh, and so <laughs> what, what, which is, which is you, you, you know how to do it. That's the good news. You've done it before. And now you're going to be able to do it every day. If you choose, it's up to you, um, but you already know how to do it. But let's talk, let's talk about the reward side of it first. So let's say that well, I'm, right now we're going to, all the listeners, all the people listening, we're going to show you how, how to have 30 minute hours. Let's say you have four of those in a row. So now you've saved two hours. So Tori, my first question for you is if you had two extra guilt-free, guilt-free hours you know, what would you do? Like for me, I, I like to ride, I got a Peloton bike, uh, maybe go for a walk, maybe take a nap, uh, you know, if it's total guilt-free, right? Um, maybe do some reading, uh, you know, catch up with an old friend. Um, those would be some of the things I would do with my extra two hours. So wh- what about you? What would you do? How would you reward yourself if you had two hours, you know, guilt-free? Yes, I would, uh, first I'd go for a walk, 
because I love to move and be out in nature, but I feel guilty when I <laughs> when I try to take that time away from either the kids or the family or work hours. So I, that would be my first thing. Um, then probably reading a book because I always try to read, but I have chaos around me while I'm reading. So having like full focus to read a book and then probably catch up on a couple of Netflix shows. <laughs> nice. Okay. So... All right. So that's good. So we'd like to start with the reward. Think about that. Um, And so there is a day of the year, which happens more than once for most people, where you are three to 10 times more effective. Like you you get three to 10 times more stuff done on this certain day of the year. Now we're only looking for two X. We're only looking for two X, right? So 30 minutes, hours worth of stuff done, 30 minutes, but you're three to 10 times more effective on this certain day of the year. Do you know which day that is? My birthday. No. <laughs> no. Now the birthday is actually the opposite. So most people <laughs> are less eff- half as effective on the normal day True. because you are just kind of enjoying yourself and you're not you're not in a kind of implementation mode. <laughs> um, sometime in the summer. Um, you know, that's funny you should say that because many times this day does occur in the summer, but it's not, doesn't have to be in the summer. Is it a full moon? Uh, that's an, hey, you, these are some good answers here. So the full moon does have an effect on the body and, and, and attitudes and feelings because the gravitational pull is different. Um, and there's a lot of science behind that. So that could affect your level of activity and ability to get things done, but that is not in conjunction with this specific day. Okay. You got to tell us what's the day. But we're gonna have to save it for the next episode. No, oh, just kidding. no. Uh, no. Uh, so, so it actually, once I say it, you're gonna realize it. Okay. It actually is the day before vacation. Oh, yeah. So the day before vacation, what if people you don't get take three, vacation? No. <laughs> three to ten times the stuff. But now you had a vacation, even if you have to go back to your childhood. You can remember everybody's had a vacation at some point. But that day before vacation people get more stuff done. So, so, you know, if you think about it, like for you, the day before vacation, are you doing anything different when, no. you know, when you're getting ready for, you know, to go on vacation? No, I think it's more focused because you know, you have only so much time to get through what you need to do. Exactly. So, so there's, I, I've kind of distilled it down to three things. I call it PDF. Now, now PDF uh, you know, if, if someone says, hey, go print out the PDF, everybody kind of knows that's right. a document. So, so when you think of, you know, the 30-minute hour, day before vacation, PDF, that's all you have to remember. And I'll tell you what. Now, just as a side trivia question, do you know what PDF stands for when, when we talk about documents? Paper document file? <laughs> that, that's pretty good. Like you're, you're like, I can see it on your face. Like, Hey, this is not supposed to be a quiz here. Yeah. Blaine, I know. Jeez. I should know this, right? <laughs> no, no, mo- no, I, no one's got it right. So far. Uh, it, it's portable document format. Oh. That's what it stands for. And basically that's what it means. Like you could take it to any computer and print, be able to print yeah. it out. Um, but anyway, but in our case, it stands for planning, delegate and focus planning, delegate, and focus. So let me unpack those a little bit. So when you have this day before vacation, you've got to plan that day out. Like you said, you only have limited time. So you've got to know what time am I getting up? And you're probably getting up a little early, um, you know, and you're you're planning out the day. Now you have a nice reward at the end because you're going on vacation, but you've got to plan that day out. And I like to say, never let it, I, I never let a day end without planning the next one. 
Um, but it's very important that you plan out the day. And so planning, planning alone can start to give you some 30 minute hours. Um, so you look at your day, what things go together, right? You're going to look at, you know, you're not going to run three different errands during the day. If you had three errands to run, you'd probably batch them together, right? Put it all together. Uh, if you had some work to do at the computer, you could batch that together. Or if you had phone calls to make, you could batch those together. Uh, so, so you're planning your day out. What could you do when, where are the synergies? So planning is, is, is really, really key. Then the second one is delegation, right? So on that day before vacation, you know, you can't do it all. You, you know, you've got to delegate some stuff. Uh, you, you know, you got to have other people cover stuff while you're away. You're not going to get it all done. So you, you're, you're in a high delegation mode. And so that's how you can also get some 30 minute hours is, is always being in that high delegation mode. I, I always say, think who before the do. Like before I do it, is there anyone else? Who else could do this besides me? Or maybe even a part of it, right? right. A part of it. And you, you do have to give up. Like you, you're going to say, oh, I, I can do it better. And yes, you probably can. But if you, but the day before vacation, you, it kind of melts away that perfectionism because you're like, hey, this stuff has to get done. So if they can do it 80% as good as me, that's going to be fine. Right. Um, so, so you bring a little bit of that attitude uh, you know, to it, but, but you delegate more and you offload things to other people. And then the most important part of it all is the focus. And this is what's different about the day before vacation. Um, and, and we'll start with your focus on the things you don't do. So on the day before vacation, you're not spending a bunch of time surfing the internet, long chit chats with friends, uh, you know, getting in arguments with people like you don't have time for it. Yeah. Right. And, and so it's, it's a lot of the stuff that you're not doing. Um, and so when you're focused in on these 30 minute hours, what you want to do is you're looking for that you're, you're, you're looking to, to remove those things, or you're also, you know, what, what you don't do is maybe just, oh, okay, I'm just going to drive today in silence. Now that can be good mental if you need that for the mental head headspace. But instead, what you're going to do is you're going to say, look, I'm going to make some phone calls. These are things I can do in the car, right? Uh, you know, so, so you're, you're looking for it for that synergy, but there's a bunch of stuff that you don't do. The other thing about that day is that you're very focused. Like, you know what you have to get done and you know, there's a limited time. Um, so, so again, if you said, Hey, I, I need to, um, you know, I need to work on, uh, uh, you know, writing an article. Uh, and, and you could say, look, I'm going to budget an hour for the article. But if you budget only 30 minutes for the article, a lot of times you'll increase your focus and you'll get it done. You'll, you'll definitely get more done than if you tried to go for the whole hour. Right. Um, but, but again, that's, that's you focusing in. But if you had to do it in 30 minutes, you're probably not going to leave the phone on, the email browser up. You're going to shut all that stuff down because you say, I got to get this thing done in 30 minutes. So it's that kind of fierce focus um, yeah. that allows you to really, uh, you know, really, really get, uh, really get a lot of that stuff uh, uh, done. The other big thing is that you use a lot of timers and time blocking the day before vacation. So it's like, hey, I got 15 minutes to do this. I got an hour to do that. Or I only have 10 minutes to make this call. Um, so, so it's a high use of timers. So I use a lot of timers during my regular day. I have a little sign that says day before vacation to get me, you know, to keep me in that mode, that 30 minute hour uh, mode. Uh, and I'm using a lot of timers. Uh, and so I just, I've got an iPhone. I'll just say, tell Siri to, you know, set a timer for X time. And I don't even have to touch anything. It just, it's all, it, you know, she, she just go ahead and, and, and does it. Some people have timers on their desktop computer. Some people have the timer cube that has different numbers. Like you can set it to five minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, but timers is a real, real key 
to, uh, to, to the 30 minute hour as well. And then the other part is tasking. So what happens on the day before vacation, you're using the three types of tasking. There's single tasking, multitasking, and batch tasking. So single tasking is that thing where you shut out the world. I call it airplane mode, go into airplane mode and really focus in on that, that critical thing that you need to do. And, and sometimes only you can do, um, but you, you want to do it as efficiently as possible. So you're single tasking. Multitasking, which sometimes gets a bad rap, is where you're doing two things at once, as long as they go together, right? So if you're trying to write a letter and talk on the phone, that doesn't go together. (laughs) But if you're trying to like drive a car and talk on the phone, yeah, that goes together. Or, you know, you say, um, you know, exercise. I want to get some exercise, but I want to spend time with the boys. And so what you do is you figure out how can I put those two together? So you say, look, we're going to go to the park for an hour and, you you know, I'll do push-ups and you sit on my back or, you know, whatever, (laughs) whatever the case may be. And and I used to do a lot of that when the kids were small. And then as they got bigger, we, uh, we started playing tennis, you know, so now I could go, I could get a real, a real workout, uh, you know, playing tennis with them, um, but also got time with them and got the exercise. So there's that, that's that uh, synergy of, the multitasking. And then the third one is batch tasking. Uh, So there's single tasking, multitasking, and batch tasking is just a very efficient way of batching things that, that, that go together, that, that maybe have the same context. For example, all your phone calls. If you try to make phone calls throughout the day, that's not as efficient. Say I've got six calls to make in the next hour. Well, now you're going to be like, boom, 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 boom. Uh, Or, you know, it might be computer work or things to do on your laptop. Uh, It could also be batching the, you know, your interaction with somebody, right? So, so uh, you, you know, my wife, Beth, you know, we have, I've got a little note inside my phone. Like I, I think of stuff to ask her all day long, but I don't just stop and do that. I just load up this little note in my phone. Uh, and, and then when we get together, or have lunch or whatever, now all that stuff's there, but I don't have to keep it up here. This is not too good a storage up here uh, versus, the, versus the phone. But, but by the context, when I'm with her next, I'm going to, I'm going to do that stuff. Um, so, and, and like errands too, like if you're going to go run errands or something like that, man, tr- just really try to put all those together. Cause that, that can really, uh, you know, hurt, hurt your time. So that, that um, that's the other big thing of, of the uh, 30 minute hour. So the PDF, the planning, the delegating, and then the kind of the, the fierce focus. And if you take some of that, you can have, you will get a lot more done. Now, the key is to reward yourself though. At the end of the, you know, at the end of this day, you're going on vacation. So don't shortchange yourself of saying, oh yeah, I just had a 30 minute hour. So now I'm just going to work another 30 minutes, right? <laughs> Use some of that time to, to kind of refresh, right? Kind of, I, I say, uh, enjoy the plateau of success or of accomplishment for a little while uh, and make sure you're, you're recharging yourself um, and, 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 you know, um, doing something good for you. Love that. You know, it's interesting. You talked about, you know, the focus and setting a timer. I do time batching on my Google calendar, but I had never thought about setting a timer because I mean, obviously if I have my Google calendar, then my, my email browsers up and then that pings and distracts me. Right. But I have blocked off certain time. Like I have to work on this project. I'm going to allot only 30 minutes or only an hour. But now, you know, I really like that suggestion of the timer. I'm really going to set a timer and um, utilize that to really <laughs> put that focus in in um, in gear so that I know, you know, when that timer goes off, I better have that project done. I love that. 
Right. And there's that law, Parkinson's law, where things kind of expand to the time you give them, you know, and you can always give it another block. So I, I have started on somewhere say, all right, I'm going to work on this article for 15 minutes and then I want to work 15 minutes more. OK, that, that's OK. But I have that that, um, you know, that focus of, of the deadline really, uh, r- really helps out. And, it, and it's good. I think that the timers, um, you know, the other, the other big thing is like psychologically, it, it, it's good to win. So this one guy, there was a quote from another guy says, done is the engine of more. Like if you get stuff done and, and finishing and progress, that is like motivating, even like brain chemical wise. Yeah. So it's important to kind of like win early and win often. So sometimes you have some big project that turns into, uh, as Brian Tracy says, a big frog that you need to eat, but, but you're not doing it and you're not doing it over and over. And that's like frustrating. And so there you chunk it down. And a lot of times my schedule says, I'm going to work an hour on this. Not, not like I'm going to get it done, but, but I'm going to get something done because I'm going to, I'm going to give it a full hour and, and I'm going to chunk of it done. Maybe I, I outline the different pieces or I, I, I break it down into something, but I'm going to finish some little piece of it in an hour. So it's that just be conscious of, of finishing because yeah. that's where the energy comes from. Um, you know, and especially in like goal setting too, you, you want to want, you want to win early and win often. And there's, um, there's almost like a golden ratio of wins to losses. Uh, and and I, I think it's around 70 to 75%, which means if you're, and this is what it was in tennis, I, I was coach my kids in tennis. And if they were winning more than 70, like 90% of the time they're winning, then they're not learning anything. They're just beating everybody, right? And it's the same thing with your goals. Like if your goals, if you're reaching your goals all the time, every single time, you got you need a bigger goal because you want to lose, you want to not accomplish that, you know, somewhere between 25 and 30% of the time. The opposite's also true though. If you're like, I never get it done, I can never finish it, you know, and you're, you're not winning 70% of the time, you're winning 30% of the time, then you got to chunk it down. You got to find the wins, you know? So people say, yeah, my to-do list has 50 things on it. And then I say, okay, so for tomorrow, let's make a to-do list with three things. And if that doesn't work, then we'll go down to one, right? But, but whatever you have to do to get it small enough to win, because the win gives you the dopamine, gets it going, then you get that momentum and you, and you feel really good about it. And then hopefully you build some streaks, um, you know, once you get a streak of three or four days in a row, it becomes psychologically, it becomes pretty powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, um, I use checklists, uh, handwritten and digitally. And, you know, a lot of times I do the handwritten stuff because I feel like somehow it's like the physical ability of writing it out kind of gets it out of my brain. Like it's this psychological thing that it's out of my brain, it's on paper. And then I have you know, a a digital system that I use because I have a team. And so I have to be able to delegate and share what's in my brain with my team. And so it's like this concept of, you know, checking off, you know, marking things complete is so gratifying. And, you know, that's the, the ultimate (laughs) in my world. Well, and that's, that's, you're hundred percent true. And all the science backs that up and you get a little kind of a uh, hit of dopamine, which is a happy brain chemical when you get stuff done. And that's why like you, if I get something done, it wasn't on my list. I might still write on the list and be able to Same check here. it off, right? Yeah. Get that Same check here. off. 
And, and there is something about writing. There's something about writing um, that, that does activate a different portion of the brain than typing. So I'm like you. I have a little sheet that I use each day, but I handwrite my little schedule and my list of to-dos, uh, and I like crossing them off, but I, I like handwriting them. And there's a power to uh, you know what you think about, you bring about. So if you had a goal or a statement, I, I call it a bring about statement. Like right now, you know what you're trying to bring about. I have a, a bring about statement, and I write that out every day. And there's a power to to almost like journaling that or or writing it out and it's interesting that um if you did that there's a it accesses a different part of your brain if you write it in cursive now not a lot of people it's like a lost art writing in cursive you know uh like i have to look up letters like i can't remember how to do a capital j in cursive or something like if it's not in my own hand my own uh, autograph right my own name yeah, I, I can't do it. But it's interesting because then, you know, in cursive, it, it, it accesses a different part of your brain. And then if you write it with your non-dominant hand, it accesses a little bit of a different part. So it's interesting that you could write out your, your statement and then try writing it, your, your goal, uh, your bring about statement, you know, in cursive or with your non-dominant hand or with your non-dominant hand in cursive. I mean, it's kind of a, you're, you're, it keeps the brain young, uh, you know, doing a lot of that kind of stuff. That's really cool. You know, I, I wanted to mention that reminded me, I watched your uh, TEDx talk about the oh, Waiteba. Nice. And one of the things that I thought was so cool that I hadn't thought about was the screen um, saver on your phone. So talk about that. Tell everybody about that um, idea. Yeah. So, so I was, uh, that was like a bucket list item for me. It was a little nerve wracking, but, but I did this TEDx talk and uh, basically I told a story a little bit about why Taba and, and my dad, actually the day that my son was born, I talked to my dad and he was super happy, but then he passed away that night unexpectedly. Um, so it was really kind of a rough, rough patch there. And, and this whole idea of, was I going to be better or bitter, you know, in that experience, why Taba kind of brought me out of it. And I focused on what he, what I thought he would want for me. Uh, and, and it kind of pulled me out of there. But one of the things that we talked about is, is your brain and how your brain is like a garden. And, you know, based on whatever you plant in there, that's, what's going to grow. If you plant nothing, then the weeds will take over, which is bad. Uh, or somebody else will plant something in there. Um, but you're always planting in your conscious and subconscious mind. Like if you put a, a sticker up, you know, they say, put a sticker on the fridge or on your mirror, you know, that that's like a conscious thing you see. But but even if you don't consciously see it, your subconscious sees it. And so one of the things I noticed is that when I put my goals, you know, on my unlock screen on my phone, that I, you know, I was thinking about them more, you know. And so it's interesting that uh, now I, I cited a study, which was a long time ago, where they put a little piece of software and they see how many times you unlock your phone. But now Apple and most of the phones, they'll give you that data. And yeah. so it's anywhere from 60 to maybe 150 times a day people are are unlocking their phone. They're seeing that image. So yeah. you realize, wow, what a great opportunity you have to program in that subconscious mind, the RAS, to the thing you want. And it's important to change it. I try to change it every every couple of weeks. But now people, there's a, I use a program called Canva. It's free online. Uh, it's like a little graphics program. And you can make like a custom image for that, right? So you could have something with your family in there. And then what your goal is, you know, you could, you could mix it all in there. Um, but, but that idea of you seeing that every day and, you know, unconsciously, what will happen is that'll pull you towards that dream, whatever it is, um, you know, or it will bubble up um, some conflicting priorities, uh, you know, and, and, and you'll feel that and you'll, you'll say, look, there's something not right here. And then you're going to have to go down and kind of resolve those conflicting priorities to, to be able to move forward with, or with that. Change thing your lock you screen, right? No. <laughs> 
What's that? Or just change your lock screen. That's right. Change your lock screen if it gets too uh, <laughs> conflicting for you, too painful uh, right. to see. Um, but but anyway, so that's a real that's a real great one. Is just take whatever goal you're you're you want to work on, and it could even be you know one word. Like you know, some people pick a word for the year, and maybe it's like generous. I want to be more generous this year. You just put that word on your unlock screen, and uh, and that's going to help you. And and that talk was a number of years ago, so I got a lot of. Um, you know, nice messages back of people that said, I finally wrote this book I wanted to write, or I finally, you know, achieved this health goal or whatever, uh, you know, and, and it didn't happen fast, typically, um, but but it did, it did happen for them. Yeah, but if you see it, you know, about 150 times a day, right. <laughs> every day for a couple of weeks, it's going to ingrain that message or word or you know, whatever your goal is. I love that. I'm that's like on my to do list for tomorrow. All right. <laughs> and I'm going to go. check it off. And then you check it off when you get done. Yes. Beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So is there anything else that I mean, you've got so much that you can talk about and so much that you can share. Is there anything that I didn't ask you or bring up that you really wanted to kind of share with the audience or, or share with me? And yeah, um, I, I think the thing that I would most like to share is this idea of self-fluence is this idea that you have a tremendous power to influence yourself. And probably it's probably the person you can influence the most. I wish I could influence my kids even more or, or my wife or whatever, but, but I, I can't, you have the most control like of yourself. And, and I always say, I, I like to help people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves. And my hope is that people will realize the power of their own mind. Like that is like, it's only three pounds in here, uh, you know, the, the three pound tool, but it is so powerful, um, but you have to take control of it. And that's the sad part is most people don't. Uh, most people don't don't take control of it. Uh, and, and that's that's the hardest thing to see. Uh, and, and again, there are some things like, you know, you're going to have negative thoughts, right? So you have to take control of the inputs. And again, the solution to pollution is dilution. You have to take control of as many of the inputs as you can. And the inputs are like, what do you see? What do you hear? What do you eat? What do you drink? Who do you hang around with? You know, all these inputs, they're shaping you. It's like the law of influence. Uh, you know, they're all influencing you. Uh, you know, whether you listen to podcasts like this, you know, or, or, or not, you know, in, you know, a lot of times I'm listening to stuff like this because I want to, I want that vibe. I want that energy that comes up. Now, sometimes I need a, a good 80s rock out. Yes, I'll listen to some music or, or, you know, sometimes I need quiet and I'll listen to some music that'll do that. Uh, you know, but realizing that you have that power of choice in the mind uh, and that's probably your most powerful tool. Uh, and you can't, you can't change your destination overnight, but you can instantly change your direction. Right. So so you may be headed down the wrong path or feel you're not where you're at in business, life, health, whatever it is. And you, you can't be to that new location immediately, um, but you can change the direction. And if you face the right direction, I would say going from point A to point B, if you can turn and figure out what point B is like, that's the most important part. Even if you don't know where you are or how you're going to get there, this is what Think and Grow Rich talks about is you dial that in first. Then we'll start talking about how do you move towards it. But you right. dial in that thing that is you know a big desire um, and, and where you want to be and who you want to be, dial that in and then feed that with all the inputs 
you know, around you, you're going to make that big change. And, and you know what, you, you'll notice slightly in a few days, you're different, but in a month you'll say, Hey, I'm making change. And within a few months or a, like a year, you won't even recognize, you know, who you are because of where, where you've come. So sometimes it's hard to see it in the moment, but, but, you know, you, you, you keep moving forward, but that's, that's the biggest thing I hope people realize is that they have tremendous control in the mind. What you think about, you bring about, but you've got to access it, you know, um, you know, and, and you mentioned, I think the greatest skill that people could take away, uh, and, and this goes into the 30 minute hour, the day before vacation, the PDF is that next day planning, right? You know, never let a day end, uh, you know, without planning the next one. And I often tell the story about like, let's say you're on the tarmac and you're going to get on the plane. And so you go in, you get in the plane, you look over, you know, in, into the cockpit area and there's no pilot there. You know, ah, maybe they're in the restroom or whatever. So you sit down, uh, you know, and then the flight attendant comes by and say, hey, where's the pilot? And they said, well, there is no pilot today. Okay, so there's no pilot today. Now, how long are you going to sit on that plane with no pilot? <laughs> right. Now, if you stay there maybe 15, 20 minutes, then the flight attendant might say, well, I might try to fly it. I, I don't know how to fly, but I might try it, right? You're going to freak out. You're going to get off that plane as quickly as possible. Right. And so I say, don't get on the plane without a pilot, but that's what you're doing when you wake up in the morning and you don't have a plan for the day. That's what you're doing. You're getting on the pilotless plane uh, and, and you're either going to go nowhere or you're going to be hijacked by somebody else um, or you're, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> you know, so so that's a big thing is, is, you know, that next day planning. And even if it's just you don't have to do an elaborate plan, right? Just do just uh, here's a couple of things I want to make sure I do tomorrow. Right. Um, but I think then you, you kind of design your day rather than than let the day, the day kind of uh, take over. Yeah, I love that. You know, Blaine, you've given us so many nuggets of information and I'm going to have to re-listen to this myself so that I can make sure that I can implement and, you know, really take what you've you've taught and um, implement it for my days. And, and I just I just wanted to thank you for sharing this information and this knowledge with us. All right. Well, well, thank you for, for having me on. Thank you for kind of, uh, kind of being a beacon for the creative visionaries. Uh, and I love that you're doing a podcast. I love that you're putting it online. And kind of the cool thing about what you're doing is that because it's going to live online, this what we just recorded, this podcast right here, is going to have the ability to touch those not yet born. Right? And that, that's pretty cool. So someone may be listening to the, listening to us on Mars, like uh, you know, 500 years from now. Who knows? But but you're you're taking this, you know, you're you're pouring into people, uh, you're serving people, and then you're putting it out there for for not just our lifetime, but for but forever. So that's yeah. pretty cool. And I appreciate it. Honored to uh, to be on here with you today. I appreciate it. So tell us um, where would you like people to connect with you? How can they learn more about you? Just. Uh share the information you want people to reach out with. You know what? Let's just do the easiest thing would be um, just go to Blaine TEDx, B-L-A-I-N-E, TED, E-T-E-D-X.com, BlaineTEDx.com. You can opt in there. You'll get my TEDx talk, a transcript, um, and uh, and then you'll be on my email list and you can reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to help anybody that, that I can, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, I, I basically, as a chief results officer, help people get results with uh, personal implementation, uh, but I do work from home and I've worked from home for 27 years now. So I have a, a pretty flexible schedule and, and be happy to help. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and uh, look forward to having you on again in another future episode. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, or share with a friend. Also make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.